So hi, welcome to the United's Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. We'll start okay, from the top. Okay. I know. Um, so hi, welcome to the United's Podcast. I'm Shane. I'm Glory. And we're here with... Corey. And Andrew from the band Felicity. And we're answering some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired you guys to start the band? And what does the band name mean? Okay. Well, what inspired us to start the band? That's a good question. We... um. I've always, I've always personally, I've always wanted to be in a band um, ever since I was a little kid. And I, I started my first band when I was in high school and have pretty much been in a band ever since. Um, mm-hmm. This band particularly, I had moved to Orlando, Florida from Maine, small town in Maine um, for grad school. And after grad school, I was like, all right, well, my mom's happy. I got my de- degree. <laughs> so well, I'm going to start a band uh, again because I hadn't been in one in a little bit. So I started um, Felicity and, um, you know, ever since then, it's been the one musical project I've ever had in my life that's been kind of constant. We've been going on six, seven years now. And um, so, yeah, that's really been been my, the reason why I've always wanted to be in a band is just I love making music. I love being in a band with, with guys, like-minded guys. And I love just even like, you know, the journey of hopefully, you know, you start a band and, you know, you hope one day you'll be able to play a show and Mm -hmm. then maybe you'll be able to record music. And then maybe someday you'll be able to, you know, play in the town you've never played before. and People will come, come see you. And just like the, the, the in awe of that and the journey of that has always intrigued me. So um, yeah, it's been awesome ever since. Yeah. Damn. You kind of like said it really well. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, so congratulations on your upcoming release, uh, Dear Universe. How do you feel the response to the announcement so far? Wow. Um, probably better than we anticipated, honestly. Like when we started recording this um, last year or the year prior, um, we really went out outside of our comfort zone and we're trying different genres, different sounds, different writing styles that we weren't familiar with. And we kind of just gave up on trying to like sound like this band met this band and just Mm -hmm. really wanted to write music as songwriters and just what we would enjoy. Mm -hmm. And we were always stoked about it. We thought the songs were great. And so we were always wondering how people would take it when it started coming out. And so far, I don't think there's been any negative feedback really other than like, you know, not being more of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, When we, we, it's really, we were kind of in a weird position where we recorded this record your universe two years ago mm-hmm. um and uh, we uh were in a really weird place where at the time we had just lost our um our record label had had gone out of business that we were on the previous uh ep we were on an independent label that that went out of business and then we had just gotten to the point where we had to fire our manager which was really unfortunate so we were completely diy for the first time in a little bit mm-hmm. and no, no one really other than each other but we had this studio time booked and we're like, let's go in and write our first full length record. Like it's time, it's time. It's been five years. We need to do it. We need to finally do it and stop doing EPs and stop releasing just singles. And so this, all we had was each other. We went in the studio and we recorded it and we got the masters back in January, 2020. And we were like, this is it. This is our year. Everything's yeah. coming to the line. And then, mm-hmm. We all know kind of what happened in 2020. We had to take an entire year of us just, you know, having this record. We were so excited to, to release and having to just hurry up and wait. So mm-hmm. entire 2020, we kind of waited. And the beginning of 2021, we started kind of hearing, you know, that, you know, they're thinking, you know, maybe this fall, late summer, like things will be starting to open up. 
So that's kind of when it kind of fell into place and we got our new manager and signed a new record deal and started putting the bootstraps to what this record comes out um, on July 16th. So a couple of weeks now. And uh, it's been just like really a two year journey that most people didn't see. And so it's been really hard for us, you know, talking about feedback is like, we feel like we've been dormant for so long, like mm-hmm. that one yeah. year of everyone being away from music and bands, musicians, and you come back and you wonder if people still care about you. And especially being a younger band, especially being a band that's not that big, you know, staying out of the public eye is really detrimental and, and it's hard to really build that momentum back up. So that's really what we've been working towards is, is to building back that momentum. And it's been, it's been amazing so far to see how many people do still care and do remember us and are excited for the new stuff. Yeah. I feel like it was also, kind of a, I don't want to say a good thing because COVID is not a good thing, mm-hmm. um, but because people are so distant and disconnected from the music industry for so long that people are just so hungry for anything at this point. So mm-hmm. it kind of like worked in our favor that's like, here's a batch of songs we never would have written before. So people were just so ready to consume mm-hmm. that I think it kind of like aided us in like presenting new things to people and then accepting it. Mm-hmm. Well, I am glad, like, as a younger band, that you guys didn't just announce the album and then, like, just kind of shout into the void because, like, no one really, you know, was paying attention mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's a good thing. Uh, is there any meaning behind the album name or the cover art? The, uh, the album name is uh, based around one of the lyrics of the final song on the album. So it's a song that means a lot to us, and we just love the whole concept of it and what the song means. So... You know, when everyone hears the record, they'll be able to listen to that song and hopefully tie it back to the overall overall picture. There's no real, like, overarching theme of the album. Um, mm-hmm. That was just a song that really meant a lot to us, um, and that lyric specifically in the song meant a lot to us. And the artwork, while it being a unique piece, we um, released a bunch of signals leading up to when the album comes out. And yeah. we had the same artists do every single artwork for each individual single. And then the Dear Universe artwork kind of ties it all together with small, like kind of like Easter eggs, you could think of, of elements from every single that had been released. So we love the idea of working with one artist for the entire project and we loved his style. We feel like it fit the vibe and the, the tonality we were going for with the record. And so it was really cool to be able to work with him and like this project and then this little project and this little project. When we finally got to the album, we were able to tie it all together into one kind of uh, you know, piece with a bow on it, and that was really special to us. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Behind it, besides, it just looks really yeah, nice. it looks cool. <laughs> fair enough. That's fair. All right. Uh, so, can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record? Um, it's two years ago, so now it's harder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I mean, our writing process usually is pretty straightforward. Yeah, we we pretty much think of like an idea. Or we used to think of just like, oh, this is a cool riff. Let's just mess with it, see what we can come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we actually got into the studio and we started tracking and recording and uh, working on the pre-pro with our producer, Andrew Waite, um, a lot of it was focused more so not about the actual music itself, but the lyrics and the melodies and what the song is going to represent, what the actual theme of it. And mm-hmm. once we started taking a step back and not worrying about Oh, this guitar part with this drum and bass part, like just working out of can this be played on an acoustic and sound good and make sense? Does it tell the story of what we want? Yeah. Um, we were able to really take a step back and approach it like songwriters for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Previous 
albums, we were always going in and doing kind of EPs or maybe like three or four songs at most. I think we ever did was six songs at a time until this. And it was all very much focused on like guitars, bass, <laughs> drums, things like that. Yeah. And this was the first one we were like, not only every song we wanted to have a, a, a really important meaning, but also each one of us kind of has their own like song. That's like, I guess like from their point of view, or it's about something that happened to one of us personally, mm-hmm. while every other song might have, like in the past might have been from our singer's point of view, or mm-hmm. we would have just kind of like had a loose concept that wasn't really personal. While this new record, Near Universe, is like really personal to us. And it was the first time I think we felt comfortable enough to like every song is a lot of songs are like real life experiences we've actually been through versus more like just trying to make a fun pop punk song or a fun song that has a really cool riff and makes people want to mosh pit like the actual what the song's meanings are a lot more important to us this time around. Hell yeah. That's good. That's uh, really good. So how'd the track list for this album come about? Uh, did you write the openers to be openers and the closers to be a closer or did you just kind of shuffle it and that's how it, how yeah. it came to be? No, it all kind of beautifully fell together in a chaotic frenzy. Uh, mm. when, I think it was the first track, like the opening, was, was that the first one we did? Yeah, well... No, no, it was the second one. Well, the we first, did. we wrote the opening track to be the opening track, but that was it. Because when we when we were working on the album, we had a whole bunch of songs and we're like, you know what this needs is like a really high energy opening yeah. track that kind of sets the tone. Mm-hmm. And um, so we wrote that one from scratch in the studio with, with our producer mm-hmm. and it came out awesome. We were like, oh, this is exactly what we needed. And you then the intro into with yeah. that, because the beginning, it didn't have that like, build up swell it was just the kind of just like yeah. driving mm-hmm. and then once he wrote that little 30 second part or 15 second part that goes into it it just made sense like okay this is starting the record yeah there. yeah and then everything else kind of we just we've probably moved around the songs in five different orders yeah. to try to see which is the best and we kind of felt that like the flow of the record there's some heavier tracks and there's some mellower tracks and there's some more like pop punky tracks. And we are a band that we always like to do kind of eclectic different things. Like we like to make heavier music. It's like, could be almost borderline metal music. We also like to make pop punk music. And then, you know, there's some acoustics. We have acoustic songs on this record too. There's like a little bit of everything. So we kind of wanted to make it seem like a musical journey. So if you do, the people who do listen to albums front to back, a lot of people just listen to singles now anyway. But if you do listen to the album front to back, like definitely starts more aggressive and then halfway through it kind of changes and where it Mm -hmm. ends is a completely different place than where it began and we didn't write it to be that way it just kind of naturally happened and the flow of songs just worked so perfectly that way when we started thinking about it that way and we were like man if this was someone's first time listening through the record and this was the experience they got that would be really cool so that's kind of how the final product ended up being it takes you through like both sides, I would say, of the band. Mm-hmm. Like it just starts at one point of the music we write and then gets to the half point, blends with the different genres, yeah. and then the ending of it is like the other side of what Felicity would write. And we have a song in the record called You Got This. And then the first lyric is, This is the turning point where everything changes. And at that moment, the album kind of changes. Mm-hmm. And we didn't plan for that. It just yeah. happened so good. And we're like, Oh, this is awesome. So sometimes when that all finally, like those happy, things kind of fall into place it's almost just like a sign that like it's meant to be this yeah. is the way it's supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah definitely writing yeah. albums that way or just planning or putting albums that way is also perfect because then there's like a song for everybody yeah. if you don't like metal there's acoustic songs if you don't like acoustic songs there's just literally any other song on there will would fit you know yeah 
yeah, there's literally something for everybody, we feel like, on this record, um, which is also hard because, like, if someone hears one song and really likes it and they go through yeah. the record, like, what the fuck are these guys doing? You exactly. Know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fair, right? Yeah. Uh, so I want you both to pick your favorite lyric off this album and tell us the meaning behind it. Mm. Okay, okay, we got this. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, favorite lyric. I know. I know. There's so many good ones. There are a um, lot of lyrics. <laughs> a lot of lyrics. There's a lot of lyrics. I'm not um, going to cop out and pick. Well, Stay lovely, like, yeah, lovely. yours. But that one means make makes so much sense. Yeah, but that's a cop. Out. Okay. So fine. I'll pick it. I'll pick a different one. Um. Uh, so I really love a lyric. I did not. I did not write this lyric, but I do love it. So we wrote a song called "You Got This" in the middle of the record, and it's um very much kind of like a song we went into writing it we actually wrote that one in the studio too um it's a song we feel like we wanted to have a song on the record that could be played um that's one accessible to everybody like you play it to your grandmother you can play it to a you know younger person and they can connect to it in some way where a lot of the music we write might be like kind of for our typical fan yeah Um, so we wanted to write something really accessible we also wanted to write it to where it could be used in like a stadium or mm-hmm. in a car commercial or in a sporting event or yeah. something where you just, it's about, it, and it's really just, you know, the bare bones about it is about, you know, motivation, putting everything you have into whatever it is you're doing and, and not giving up about no matter what it is in the most generic sense is like boiled down version. And there's one lyric that um, says a loser, uh, a winner is a loser who just tried one more time. And I think about that all the time, where like what separates people who achieve their dreams and, and the people who fail and give up. And it's like just being the person willing to try one more time at it is always going to eventually be the person who succeeds. So I, I think about that a lot now in my daily life is like when I'm really down or I'm thinking about giving up, it's like, you know, a winner is a loser who just tried one more time. Doubters mm-hmm. will so those that that song i really like like that lyric too i feel like it's applicable to everybody in life so Mm -hmm. i think that's really nice too i don't really think we had too many lyrics before this record that could be applicable to everybody in their life at some point so yeah i think i'm just gonna do the cop out one okay yeah well (laughs) it's for good reason yeah so the last track say la vie uh was written about my dad's passing so the lyric it's pretty short the your universe have sympathy and it was pretty much just like the struggle for years of not acknowledging it and just like still not coming to terms with it so just that whole song like there's so many lyrics in that song to pick from but um, yeah it's also like really from your point of view like all the lyrics are real things that you and him like everything in the verses everything in the chorus and the bridge Mm -hmm. were like actual things that we would do on like weekends the things that we would that i did growing up so it's like yeah. Really hard to pick a specific one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so what song off this album took the longest to write and which one is your personal favorite? The longest to write? Oh, I'm trying to think. They all came pretty naturally. I think you got this took the longest. You got you got this probably took the longest because it's one of the ones we wrote from scratch. Like absolutely nothing. We had no we tried a completely different vibe the first time and then realized that if we just stripped it down and then just built and every part not repeated mm-hmm. but introduced new like instrument or element it would be yeah. 
more of a linear journey that way. So, and also, I think, well, not it's unrelated, but when we wrote Say La B, we were originally writing a different song. And we spent an entire day working on like this song and it ended up being like, it almost felt like super happy and upbeat. And we feel like we didn't want that. And oh. we wanted, we completely shifted and we're like, no, we need to, we need to address this and write something else. And we ended up writing C'est La Vie from that. Was, yeah, just the original song that I brought in had, was like very it's major. Yeah. It was very major. Yeah. And for such a, you know, rough subject matter, it just sounded too happy. And yeah. that's not a bad thing. Like it can be, it can be happy, but it just needed to do the, the lyrics justice. So that one took a while. Um, okay. But my favorite song, I really like the song Ignite, which is technically the first song on the record. There's like an intro track that leads right into it. Mm-hmm. But um, that song I love, it's one of the, it is one of the ones you were scratching the studio, but just has the energy, it sets the tone for the rest of the record. And it has our first ever feature, um, which is, uh, Dan Marsala from the band Story of the Year, who mm-hmm. Story of the Year is one of the bands we all grew up idolizing, and especially because of their live performance. We've always been a band that's really about our live performance. That's our favorite part about being musicians. Like some people love writing music, some people love being in the studio, but we love performing live the best. And that's where we put most of our effort when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so watching a band like them, idolizing them, where they like, you know, we're still nowhere near they are. They do backflips off their amps and they're, they're just insane. Like if you watch story of the year videos on, on YouTube, but, um, but we were able to reach out to him and get him to do a guest feature. And we're like, Oh, this is our first moment of us kind of feeling like a, a real band. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, we feature from someone that we grew up idolizing yeah. um, so being able to bring him in on board. And it just came out pretty rad. Like I can't wait for everyone to hear it. All right amazing i'm glad you guys got that opportunity I just wanted yeah to yeah that's really cool miracles happen when you do you have a favorite track send an email. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna say the weather the weather and it's literally just the very end of the song when all the chaos ends and you hear that just single note chord ring out it's just such like a shift it's the only time that tone is heard in the song so that's the only reason no, no specialness to it just Sounds dope. Right. That's okay. fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, so can you guys tell me where Headspace was at while you were creating this record? Man, that's tough because it was, it felt, you know, it being two years ago, I feel like we were all really, really excited. We were all really excited. We were feeling extremely ambitious and we okay. just, we felt like it, the time, the time was now. I feel yeah. like everybody was in a different headspace. Not not about the writing process or recording. Like we're all excited for that. But I think just like mentally and emotionally, everybody was just in a different different part. And this record kind of like unified us and like pulled everybody back yeah. together. Because it made us like talk about topics that have been repressed for you know probably years at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a wake up. Yeah, like a refresh point. It was it was it was definitely a great bonding experience for us because um, a we were in the studio together for pretty much a month, like almost every day for thirty days. I think we'd have like one day off every five or six days. But other than that, we were just in the studio creating, and even being in a band seven years, and when we're on the road, you know, you're around each other twenty four seven, but you're yeah. also like running and gunning and they're like gotta be here gotta be here and you're trying to sleep mm-hmm. you're trying to do this mm-hmm. 
And then when you when we're not on the road and we see each other twice a week, maybe for three or four hours at a time, we get together like twice a week. But seeing each other every day in like a work environment, it's like when you work with coworkers mm-hmm. at a nine to five job and you just create that bond that you get from just seeing each other and going through the same stuff together. Almost like that like joyous monotony of us just being around each other, creating that many days in a row for that extended period of time mm-hmm. was really special. We had never had that. We'd only ever recorded for maybe like a week or two, yeah. but this was basically almost 30 days straight of us all working on the same goal together. And uh, yeah, so that was really cool. It was a really unique bonding. Uh, and here we are doing it again. Literally, mm-hmm. as we speak, we're in the studio yeah. doing it again. So, All right. It's good. Uh, so how do you recommend that your fans listen to the record for the first time in the car, in the dark with headphones, with friends? Do you guys have a preference? Ooh, uh, whatever, whatever is going to make them. Yeah, you need a Ouija board, um, <laughs> a pentagram on the ground, lights Circle and candles. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, pretty um, much just anything. Like if you're on a long drive or if you're just at home and you're studying or you just, like you said, headphones and just lay down and relax, like. If they actually want to listen to the thing front to back, like try to be as undivided as you can. Because there's a lot of like special like little things that will pass you by quick that you kind of have to like pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of cool elements that we yeah. put in there for people specifically. So yeah, there's cool stuff. There's unique, you know, there's tie-ins to previous music we put out. There's unique subject matter to stuff that if you've like been with us through the band through the years maybe you'll make some certain connections to and stuff which is cool but yeah i think i think there's like we talked about there's a little bit of something i think there's some songs you could go to the gym to there's some songs that are great for long drives and there's some some songs that are great for just relaxing at your house after a long day you know vibing out and there's some days that are not good songs that are not good for relaxing at your house vibing yeah. so yeah. it goes with everything um yeah. so yeah i definitely think like front to back is the way the way to go though all right so true all right uh so this one should be super super quick off the top of your heads i want you to describe this record for new listeners in three words both of you have to do it okay three words three, three words, words. Yeah. um off the top of my head yeah i saw it into it um uh uh that's a lot of thought I know. yeah you're, you're you thinking first. too hard you go first uh i'm gonna say ferrari gucci status Ooh, ferrari gucci status that's, okay. I wish you had thought about that. Uh, and that's uh, an Easter egg from the music video, by the way. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. And I'd say I'd say just like long time coming. You know, we we've, we've mm-hmm. been a band for five six years, and we've always had a dream of doing a full length record. I think every band like has that dream of mm-hmm. putting together a batch of songs that come together that are written at the same time that represent where the band is at that very moment in time, and that's really special. I think that's gonna it's getting kind of lost now because so many people just put out singles yeah. and, but like a, a work of art that can be listened to front to back consumed as, as a, it's a complete work of what a snapshot of where these artists are in their life. It's always been fascinating to me. And um, so us being able to do that for the first time is just like so important to us. And it was a long time coming. We had not recorded for two years before that. And now it's two years since then, since we get to release it. So it's like yeah. basically four years in the making. Um, so yeah, long, t- long time coming. And, and we just can't wait to get it out. Cause like we said, we've had these songs for almost two years. We've been, we can play them live. We've listened to them 500 times. Probably. Yeah. Like we can't wait for everyone else to hear them for the first time. Hell yeah. 
Uh, so what's your favorite memory uh, from creating this record? Um, there was one day where it rained really, really hard in this, like, here in Florida. And if you guys know anything about Florida, rain's just kind of like an everyday thing. Hurricanes are normal. Yeah. And um, outside of the studio, there's, like, these little cutaways, like, little ditches, and, like, mm -hmm. all these, like, retention areas for, like, runoff. Yeah. It rained so heavy and so hard. And all the power shut off at the studio, so we went swimming. Yep. <laughs> and they got like they went swimming. They had boogie boards and they had bathing suits, and they went out swimming in these retention ponds. From it was like a hurricane. Like you could go full on swimming just out in the front yard. And they all got like rashes from some type of something. <laughs> yeah. But it was a pretty fun day to like, you know, it rained so hard we lost power, but also we couldn't leave. Uh -huh. and we all just got to bond with no power and get to go have some fun and uh yeah i'll always remember that that was a really really fun day yeah that's the most yeah. florida thing i've ever heard yeah oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. people were driving by honking <laughs> people were like, did anybody oh. join you no. okay <laughs> okay <laughs> so since shows are starting to make a comeback do you guys have any pre-show rituals you would like to share with us trying to find our singer yeah trying to find our <laughs> singer is always the big thing it's like mm -hmm. sound checks in five minutes and no one knows where he is or what he's doing it's like a mystery it's yeah. been five years we still don't know what he does but we can never find him and then sure enough like an action movie when when our backs up against the wall he shows up out of nowhere Struts out of nowhere <laughs> hey guys <laughs> yeah, yeah like oh you guys hey we show up we need to start bringing all the heavy equipment in and he just disappears mm -hmm. until it's time to play <laughs> yeah magic. um but yeah we like to it's more about what we've learned not to do like we try not to drink too much before shows because uh it's a bad idea yeah. um we try not to eat too much either because if you eat too much you're gonna have a bad time mm -hmm. um and then also we like to have a little just like a little huddle and just get our head straight and just, you know, remind ourselves why we're there. And our big thing is, you know, whether we're playing for 500 people or playing for five people, or sometimes you hope there's five people. Um, but whoever is there, you know, they pay their hard-earned money to, to see us mm -hmm. and they could be anywhere in the world. So they deserve to be entertained as if there's 5,000 people. And so we try to make sure every time, we're performing for someone who's paid to see us that we give absolutely everything we have. We put on the same show as if we were selling out Madison Square Garden, which hopefully happens someday. But mm -hmm. other than that, you know, no matter where you see us, if it's a hole in the wall pizza joint on tour or, you know, someone's living room or whatever, we try to put everything we have into it. So we usually use that, that, that minute with each ourselves to just remind ourselves why we're there and that uh, no matter how tired we are or how many shows it's been in a row that, Whoever's there deserves to be thoroughly entertained, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what. I love that. That's a good one. That's good. Uh, so, what are your top three songs that you're looking forward to playing live off of this album? <laughs> mm. Okay, I think "Wish You Weren't Here" because there's a really cool guitar solo, and me and him are the guitar players. So we, you know, you always want to play guitar solo. Right? Of course. It's really hard to put guitar solos in a lot of modern music too, like. There's not a ton of guitar solos going around, depending there on what. There needs to be doctor. more. Yeah. There needs to be more. We're mm -hmm. trying to stand up for the guitar solo. So please, now yeah. we get to play a guitar solo, which will be really fun. We've still never played that live. But I haven't. That'll be fun. I think um, 
I think playing Ignite Live as an opening track will be awesome. I love your tips. Because it's definitely just like setting the intention for the show. And then in my last one, um, we have a like acoustic song called Highs and Lows, which we just have no idea what people's reaction will be because it's unlike anything we've ever done. But it is really emotional. It's really stripped down. Um, and I feel like there's a lot of sing-along ability to it. So hopefully people like it enough to where we can play it live. But I think that would be a cool experience. all right okay good good uh so for this question i want you to picture you're on tour you're at a gas station for a rest stop you're walking in what is your snack of choice black coffee Mm -hmm. energy drink for me Um, snack okay i'm very much i like pop tarts because I feel like the amount of food to how much you spend is a very good value. And you can yep. also treat it like a meal where a lot of snacks, like a bag of chips isn't really a meal, but a pop tart. to fill you up. Yeah. Yeah. Pop tart people. And there's also two of them. Mm-hmm. So if you, you, you like, you leave a bag of chips open, like it's going to go bad, exactly. but a pop tart, you know, there's nothing like remembering like, Oh, I have that second pop tart. It's always mm-hmm. like the best part of your day. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to go pop tarts. It's healthy, probably like trail mix or something, but if we're like, being real probably a honey bun mm. honey bun oh i haven't thought about those in a while those are good. <laughs> those are really good yeah we try not to eat too much of that stuff on tour but we ended up eating pretty much exclusively that type of stuff on tour exactly. and Fair you're enough. on tour yeah. it doesn't yeah. count into it like guys we're going to be healthy mm-hmm. we're going to eat healthy day, salads day two it's like give me the give me the honey bun <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> Um, so I know you guys haven't even put this record out yet, uh, but you're currently in the studio. What are you guys working on? What do you want to spill the beans on? So, yeah, we, we learned our lesson from not wanting to take four years off between releasing (laughs) stuff. So, um, when we had the opportunity earlier this year to, to book some time, um, we were like, let's just start working on it. Like last year, I think a lot of people in the music industry, like took it for granted like you realize how much you appreciated being a musician being in a band being able to record music being able to play shows when it's taken away from you for so long so we just you know took a lot of the time of this the the past year doing nothing to start writing more music and um we were like let's just go back as soon as we possibly can so when we had this opening which today is the first day of this new journey we're on um we took the opportunity to book it and we were like, we'll figure it out when we get there. Fair so yeah. the past, we had a lot of rough ideas that we'd been writing over quarantine and over the past year. And we took probably the last couple months outside of, you know, we were releasing music videos and we we're getting all the, you know, the merch stuff for the, for the pre-sales and pre-orders and getting all the final stuff for the album. But we were also doing a ton of pre-production and writing. And now we are ready to go in and record the next record. And we don't know when it's going to be done. We know we're starting the process today yeah. um, and we're going to be here for a few weeks, but we just wanted to be ready to go. So it's like, you know, we've had these, these songs, we've had Dear Universe for a couple of years. So to us, yeah. we're all ready for, for what's next. Um, mm-hmm. So it's great though. We're going to be actually in the studio recording the next record when this record comes out. And that's really rare. Not many musicians get to do that. Normally like you record and then you take a year or two years and you tour and you do all these fun things. And then you start thinking about what's next, but after last year, we realized, like, you know what? None of us are guaranteed tomorrow, as we've learned. So yeah. let's just keep keep going. Yeah. I like that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Do you want to come say hi? We're going to get food. Okay. Where are you guys going? 
We basically finished the song. Yeah, this is this is Andrew. Hi, Andrew, our producer. These all yeah, these all these old records are his, not ours. So. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. See you. Bye. Right, <laughs> um, so, where do you guys see the band in the next five years? Madison Square Garden. Yeah, no, of course, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, hopefully, hopefully, like we always have been in the mindset of um, as long as we're having fun, we're going to keep going. You know, mm-hmm. when it stops being fun, maybe that's the day, you know, we hang it up. But at this point, it's never stopped being fun. That's and good. if it never stops being fun, we'll be those 70 year old guys, you know, playing the, the bar, playing Freebird. <laughs> that. Um, but five years from now, we just we just hope to be making constant progress. Like the past five years, the the reason we've been working so hard and putting everything we have into this is because we do keep seeing those small milestones. We realize <laughs> that like the amount of manpower, the amount of work, the amount of time we put into it, we get those little tiny hints of hey guys, maybe we have something here. Maybe we're making progress. You have the ups and downs. You have the road bumps. The times where you're like, you know. This is, this is rough. This is, this is, you know, you know, is taking a lot of time out of my life. And mm-hmm. sometimes you don't see rewards for all the yeah. work put in. Like last year was really hard because we'd put so much time and effort into it. And then all of a sudden we couldn't do anything. But mm-hmm. now that we're back and now that the industry's back, now that Dear Universe is coming out, now that recording the next record, like we just hope to be, we just hope to be continuing to enjoy the journey. And um, as long as we're continuing to enjoy the journey, we hope to be just wherever we are five years from now. Like we don't, we try to not worry about the destination. We worry about the journey, like mm-hmm. wherever we are in five years, we'll be there. But as long as, you know, we're having fun with it and, and we're all uh, still, still loving being part of this project. That's what, what will be, be what really matters. Fair enough. It's a good answer. It's good. Uh, so for the last couple of questions, direction shift away from music and go straight to death row. Boom. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with drink? Oh, sorry, I was gonna say. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go with Chinese food, but a very specific Chinese food. Okay. Where I'm from in this small town in York Beach, Maine, way up north in Maine, mm-hmm. there is the best Chinese food restaurant in the world called Green Leaves. Mm-hmm. And Everyone, when I say the best Chinese food in the United States is in York Beach, Maine, no one believes me. But I've taken friends there from Florida, and they all say, this is the best Chinese food I've ever had. So yeah. it would be green leaves. And for drink, man, I'd have to go with, I'm going to be simple. I have to go with full sugar, Coca-Cola Classic, and also a beer, though. Also like an IPA, like a strong IPA. All right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably so. A uh, glass of rum is Florida. Just a glass of rum? Yeah. That's hardcore. Yeah. All right. Rum's really big in Florida. It so, is, yeah. So okay. just a nice glass of spiced rum. Not mm-hmm. a big glass, but like, you know, like mm-hmm. a nice little glass. And then, oh, wow. Probably coffee. Yeah. Okay. All the vices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Star Wars, yeah. Okay. Easy. Yeah, yeah. That was really easy for us. <laughs> okay. Wait, but Jedi, Rebel, or Sith? Oh, Stormtrooper all the way. Yeah, Cor- Stormtrooper. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. yeah, Corey Stormtrooper. I'm I'm Jedi all the way. 
light side. Uh, I just want to lightsaber. do my thing, miss my shots. <laughs> just be there. I love okay. how quick those answers were. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I have now I've asked the last question and every single person we've spoken to have said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Green. Navy blue. Navy blue. Okay. okay. Ooh, all right. Uh, I didn't know what that were. <laughs> so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys like to plug? Yeah. So um, we have a new album coming out. If you haven't heard, called Dear Universe, and it is out on July sixteenth, twenty twenty one, and we are right now in the works of uh, planning and announcing an album release show. It's going to be in August, so there's going to be details about that. It's going to be here in Orlando, Florida, um, but that's going to be our first show in over a year and a half. So we're really excited about that, and we're going to try to play as many new songs off the record as we're able to uh, play based on our musicianship at this point. But we're going to try to play as many as we can, and um, yeah, just. Check out Dear Universe um, out on July 16th. And you can follow us everywhere at, at We Are Felicity. All right. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's been Felicity and Really Good Noise podcast. <laughs>